You got the opportunity of a lifetime. You Playing football like at West Canaan is not the opportunity of a lifetime. Your attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. This is your opportunity For here. you. Playing football at West Canaan may have been the opportunity of your lifetime. But I don't want your life. There it is. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your life. I'm so happy right now. <laughs> you know, we're three podcasts in. Yep. And we're just getting to Varsity Blues. Right. And in a way, I feel like we've, we're finished with the prequels. <laughs> the shitty prequels. We're, we're and now on. To the original trilogy. <laughs> this is the Movies and Chip Podcast, Episode Four: A New Hope. Yeah, sure. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick Fine, can and I am joined that? by Kelly. Yeah, nobody listens to us. We can I, say I whatever we want. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, or our friends cool. do. Hi, anyway, friends. Um, Kelly, tell the good people why we pulled this particular clip to open up our <laughs> original trilogy of podcasts. Well, it's pretty exciting because uh, since we recorded last, which was a couple of weeks ago, thanks to me. Um, we had a little scandal, college admissions scandal, codenamed Varsity Blues. Yeah, involving a lot of people in the movies yeah. and TV. I mean, we could have called this. This is not shocking news, <laughs> right. uh, nor is it affecting any of us. <laughs> right. But um, it is funny that James Vanderbeek, uh, the <laughs> character from that clip, uh, tweeted, after this scandal and after they titled it Varsity Blues... Uh, if only there was a succinct turn of phrase these kids could have used to inform their parents they were not desirous of their life path. <laughs> I feel bad laughing so much at this no, stuff because I do feel bad for the kids a little bit, but man, the Varsity Blues thing just takes it over the top. And it's fitting because when we had thought about doing this podcast originally, I remember uh, being scared. You know, not sure if I wanted to do it. Oh, really? And then I thought about those <laughs> words Jonathan Moxon <laughs> told the boys in, yeah, Mox. in the in the locker room at halftime, circa nineteen ninety nine, pre nine eleven. Yeah. Y two K scare on everybody's mind. Oh God. Where he said if if we go out there and we half ass it because we're afraid, and all we're left with is an excuse. Yeah. But if we give it absolutely everything, everything and leave it all out on the field. Well, that's heroic. That's heroic. And he told them, yeah. let's be heroes. They won. And that's what I want to do. I wanted to be hero, <laughs> a hero with you, Kelly. So here we are. Okay, episode four. Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I don't, but, I don't know what's going on. But here we are. <laughs> anyway, so my question to society would be, other than just for the entertainment of it, yeah. does anyone give a shit uh, that these parents <laughs> paid this money? <laughs> To get their kids into college. It's funny to make well, fun of rich people. It's illegal. It's always funny when you're not. So the government cares. Right. Exactly. But what I mean is outside of that. But no. The answer is yeah, no. Because <laughs> it, the funniest part about this is everyone's in trouble because there was a middleman. Colleges except if you build a building and you yeah. pay the school, they let your kid in, whether they, it's right. on merit or not. Legal. Right. So we've always been like, yeah, cool. That's and this other door. dude was like, I'm going to start pocketing this money. And getting these kids in there. Leave it up to a guy from Newport to Yeah, just... and for and for one of them, they didn't even do their homework, man. For one of them, they gave someone a scholarship to a sport that didn't exist at that school. Oh, is that right? I yeah, didn't like, even catch like that. Like all the other ones. What was the sport? It was lacrosse. I'm oh. pretty sure. I can't remember what school it was, but the school didn't have a lacrosse. It's like you can imagine like the FBI like doing the research and being like, God, uh, these people are I, dumb. I feel like this one's wrong. 
they don't they don't have hey, that Jim, come over here <laughs> they don't have that sport check this out <laughs> oh man what a world what we, a world we, we got them we got them yeah <laughs> this would never have happened in the movies you know only uh, in real life yeah it does feel like a movie i mean realistically yeah no one cares but uh it is right. fun to talk about uh and uh, uh you know i'm crazy. sure there's some some kids in a bad way right now but ultimately um they'll get over it <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be they'll absolutely be fine. fine. Or they'll be they'll be better for it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it'll be. They'll be better for Character it. building. Eh, well, you know, maybe. maybe. We'll All see. Right. Anyway. Anyways. So that's our big opening. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everybody All for right, tuning in again. <laughs> Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to uh kick this thing off. Looks like you have plenty of stuff to talk about. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but don't don't reference my notes. No, reference no, no, yeah. your notes. I'm not even I can't even read. So <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, right on. I can't see what yours are, but I just wanted to share a little movie theater experience that popped back oh, into my yeah. mind this week. It's been a while, but do, well, let me ask you first: Do you have any uh, experiences? We talked about our like our first movie theater experience that we right. could remember, right? Uh, you know, and and things like that. Did you ever have a really disastrous movie theater experience Ooh, happen? Disastrous? Like, anything that pop into your head where it just went all went wrong? No, I mean the closest. I, the, no, the closest thing to that would probably be um this is so dumb that this popped into my head but you asked me about theater experiences and i remember walking out of godzilla in 1998 with my family and you gangsta and it was i was 10 <laughs> like how me as a 10 year old probably loved that movie yeah. You would assume. What's wrong with your family? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> hey, family. Right Let's in. dive into that. But, and it was, it was like some of my cousins that were a bit older. And uh-huh. I, I think, I think it was just like everybody was over it. Right. Uh, and it is a bad movie. It yeah. is poorly written, but. Kind of fun bad though. I mean, it's bad. It enough, is fun it, bad, but, yeah. uh, and I haven't seen that movie since. I don't right. think at all. That's okay. But just, like, I don't know that I've ever walked out of a movie ever. I've been to thousands of movies. Yeah, uh, I feel like I go to you know at least a hundred a year, but or you know a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. like seventy five a year, uh, probably around yeah. the last few years. But I've never walked out of a movie. Your family ruined your perfect record. Weird, right? I don't did, know. Did so they lead the charge? Have you ever yeah, yeah. discussed this? No, with them? not at all. Because none of them are going to remember. But like right. some of my cousins in Florida, right. um, and that was right after I moved from LA to Florida uh, for a short time, and it was it was you know right. It was right. like a, a a small local theater in a small town, wow. as opposed to being in LA going to a theater. It was just a different thing. But that's the only movie I've ever left. Yeah, um, we were talking about an inter- Interstellar. You remember that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We both went to the. Was it the opening night? It, it, I mean, I have a pretty good track record of opening night. I'm pretty tickets, sure it was so opening I think night. We got together with there were probably some other friends there. I forget mm-hmm. who else. Yep, definitely. But it was that was a big one because Interstellar, I think, was the first movie to play in the uh, Grauman's Chinese after Correct. they remodeled it. So yes. it was closed for a while. They remodeled it, more seats. They had IMAX laser as opposed yep. to the previous film projector. And the story was that uh, Christopher Nolan was using that theater as the test theater for the for the copy of Interstellar <laughs> right, and right. Like for for quality control, and so <laughs> a lot of big flashy we, shit. We they also were kind of knew that Interstellar was you know about the bending of space and time and right. all of this stuff. So the movie starts and the logo was upside down, <laughs> and <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, cool. 
And then it and kept then, going. And then it was continued to be upside down and the guy ran out. And, and then like, it went black. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, something was upside down, which is crazy because it's a digital. I'm pretty sure they had moved the digital projection by that point. <laughs> and what could be upside down? Well, no, he, know. he, they said. He said they got to flip it over Yeah, there's or something? a giant, huge wheel well, of a reel. The so wheel I, is the film. So that's what I got to do right. some more research on this. But yeah, the IMAX reels, the the 70 millimeter or <laughs> relative uh, 70 millimeter IMAX reels are are like five feet across. Right. You know? Right. Well, here's the best part and about this This is story. the flagship IMAX theater. It, it, was, it was embarrassing to the point that I wasn't angry. Yeah. I felt so bad for the guy. Like, if you've ever had to stand oh, in front of people. Yeah. So... This the hype man had come out. Oh yeah, tell this. He yeah. had the microphone. Yep. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? And everybody's cheering. It's All the like nerds are there. Game. We're there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "You're in the theater that Christopher Nolan sat in and watched this movie 47 times from every seat to make sure there's no bad seat." Exactly. Something to that extent. And just the quality was going to be greater than ever. And they started the fucking movie upside, upside down. down and had to stop it. And not only that, it was going to take long enough it was to like, reload. It was like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, Everybody just out, chilled. Said, and like, it's not going to take long. He said, I remember this line specifically. Yeah. However, it's not going to take long. However, if you need to use the restroom <laughs> or you want to grab a snack, now's the time to go do it. I was like, all right, this shit's gonna take yeah, a while. It's, it's like a three-hour movie anyway, exactly. or like a two and a half. Yeah, hour that was movie. a long, long time. So it was quite an evening. Uh, that was a disaster. That uh, pretty much. I but, mean, then we saw the movie, and it, it was, it it was fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, but it was just a disastrous beginning. Um, I was surprised people didn't boo him, you know, and hiss and stuff. Right. the The most recent really bad movie theater experience I had uh, when I was back in North Carolina. Yeah, my brother had gone to the trouble to buy us tickets to the showstopper Robin Hood that just came out. You remember Robin Hood that was pulled after oh, like one week? I kind of forgot it existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone go did. Go on. Everyone <laughs> did. So even people who tried to see it, like my brother and I, right. um, <clears throat> didn't get there. So anyway, he went and bought tickets in person uh, and just held on to them. And he got them about a week before because I was going to be up in Raleigh around. And he's like, let's go see that. Right. So obviously the reviews come out. They're terrible. Um, I didn't really say anything. He'd already bought tickets. And I was like, well, we'll just go catch a flick. You know, maybe we'll enjoy it. Right. Um, we show up to the movie. Uh, and the way this theater was, if you had your tickets already, when you kind of walked in, there, there really, you didn't necessarily have to go past a ticket taker. You know what I mean? It was like you could go right. to the counter or if you had your tickets, we kind of flashed them and just walked by. Right. And we went to the theater that we were supposed to be in and we found our seats and we sat down and it was one of those dine-in theaters. So the lady comes out serves us food. And I'm kind of noting as we're going that there sure is a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody stuff <laughs> in the pre-show, <laughs> which is the new hit movie. And I'm like, well, maybe they're just rotating around different movies. But, you know, then the food comes out and stuff, and it's still that stuff. Mm. And But I'm looking at my tickets, and I'm looking at our seats. And the dead giveaway should have been some people came in right before the show started, right before. And they were like, oh, we're supposed to be in one of those seats, you know, that me and my brother were in, and we were like, we looked at our tickets, and we were like, no, we've got ours. Like, it's fine. We'll sit here because the theater wasn't, sure. wasn't full anyway. Well, as soon as the logos came up and I heard the music, I turned to my brother. And by the way, we're like halfway through our burgers right now. Oh, yeah. our drinks. And I said, this is Bohemian Rhapsody. He's like, what? Like, what's going on? Like, how could that be or whatever? So I got up, and I walked out to the front, 
And I said, hey, guys, I'm not really sure what's going on. I checked the movie theater. I thought maybe I walked us into the wrong theater. I wasn't right. sure what was going on. I said, we've got these tickets. And he said, oh, yeah, that movie's not showing anymore. <laughs> we pulled that movie. No shit. He's like, you um, you guys had bought, you're literally, <laughs> we were literally the only two tickets. <laughs> so he's like, we couldn't email you or whatever because you bought them in person. Oh, yeah. He's like, just let me know how you want to handle it. Like, we can, you can stay and watch Beaming Rhapsody, which we had already seen. We can move you to another theater. Uh, you can watch something later, whatever. Well, at this point, we had ordered all the food. And I was like, well, all right. Um, <clears throat> I said, well, I'll, I'll, we'll go ahead and eat. Let me pay the waitress. You know, I didn't want to like yeah. mess anything up as yeah, far as yeah. hers and the tip and whatever. So we came in. I told her I wanted to settle up with her. I paid her. And then we ended up sticking around. <laughs> For like an hour. You it took like an, an hour. hour. We just weren't going to wait. <laughs> yeah, or we weren't going to just leave. Yeah. So we stuck around for like an hour, and then we went to see Widows, which oh, we ended nice. up liking. Widows was great. And, yeah. and Matt got free tickets. My brother got free tickets. Right. Um, shout out to Matt for getting free tickets. He actually came out on top of this completely because he bought the ticket, so I bought the food. So I ended up <laughs> dropping like 50 bucks on and food for both of us in a theater. We weren't even going <laughs> to see the movie, and then we went to a totally different movie, and then he got free tickets later. Very good. So uh, quite an experience, but... um. I still haven't seen Robin Hood, and now I feel like I've got uh, something on my to-do list at some point. Now I feel like i got to see it. I think it, you can cross it out. <laughs> just like you not seeing Godzilla yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, it is supposed to be terrible. But um, anyway, that one just popped into my head this week, and I was like, man, what a, what is, a really experience really gone wrong that was. But it ended up being fun, so. Yeah. <laughs> I Literally, when you texted me the other day about theater experiences, uh, I was with my brother in Nevada, and uh, <clears throat> in 1994, he was 17 and I was six, and he oh. took me to see Stargate in oh, nice. in, uh, in Sherman Oaks. And he was visiting from high school. He he lived in Nevada, and uh, right, and so it was cool to hang out with my brother and everything. And uh, I'll never forget it. M- my whole life, it stuck with me. He fell asleep in the middle of the movie, and a six-year-old me was like, how the fuck do you fall asleep during a movie? How and in retrospect, during Stargate, like, yeah. that's a fun movie. Yeah. Especially for the time, you know? Yeah. Um, I love it. Weird, right? Yeah. And I told him that the other day, and he was like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. And still, I mean, I guess I've fallen. I I maybe out of out of all the movies I've ever seen in a theater, maybe once. I think I fell asleep during Isle of Dogs last year or the year before, which wow, was yeah. maybe the you first time that. I was ever aware of doing that. Um, now, crazy. There are two different ways, though, to fall asleep in a movie. One <laughs> is that you're super tired and shouldn't even be going to the movie, but you really want to see it, right? So you go anyway. And the other one is just that. You really are so incredibly disconnected. I wonder which one. For me, Isle of Dogs, I think was was that I was genuinely bored, right, in the third act of that movie, right. But I don't know. I don't think I've ever fallen asleep in a movie theater, right. Um, I have certainly had plenty of situations where I'm looking around though and trying to figure out who's snoring loudly. In a oh, movie. really? That always yeah. drives me crazy. Sure, sure. But you know what are you going to do? The right. person didn't try to fall asleep. So anyway. Well, shout out to Kelly's brother. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kev. Circa 1994. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for falling asleep. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another uh, quick experience was that I, I, I realized now is probably one of the most iconic things was my dad took me to see Toy Story at El Capitan in 95 when it came out. Oh, and wow. Disney owns that theater. You know, they always yeah. make a big show out of it. Yeah. And I think they owned it back then. I'm not sure what the difference was, but... Uh, 
the building next door, which I think maybe is Jimmy Kimmel's studio yeah. now, yeah. Uh, I think, was owned by them also. And it's a massive building. And it that had like three levels of like Toy Story related activities. And to think about how much like confidence they must have had in that. That was the first big, that was the first Pixar film. Yeah. And then not to mention like it was an original film. Right. You know, it wasn't a trilogy. They (laughs) don't get those anymore. They had no idea (laughs) what it was going to do. Yeah. But it was a monster. Yeah. Disney had enough confidence in it that they spent, you know, at least in LA that all that time and energy to make this massive like event right um for it and i'll never forget it was just huge you know yeah. what i mean yeah uh, they don't do stuff like that anymore man and and if you ever watch anything on like the making of that movie mm-hmm. you know the original story was actually scrapped a fair amount of the way in where woody was going to actually kind of be a villain oh is that right or almost like an anti-hero oh interesting i mean almost based on like a cowboy from like a sergio leone like oh cool kind of like a dark side to him yeah. and they totally they were just like this isn't working and kind of reworked the whole thing right so to then kind of get it on track and you know like you said just kind of yeah, put crazy push all their chips forward with it uh, yeah I, I well i think a, see that a lot of that i think the the marketing and the release of it and everything is a credit to disney um but uh but i think that those story elements and the and the the changes during that must have been Steve jobs because he was extreme so basically the story with right. it is he left apple uh, in the late 80s, I forget what year, 87 or whatever, six or seven. And he didn't come back to Apple until 1997. So yeah. he was away from Apple for 10 years and all he did was lived and breathed Pixar. Right. And so the Toy Story and Toy Stories 2 essentially were all he did during that time was right. oversaw them. So he had an extremely, you know, like particular set of uh, <clears throat> requirements for how right, those movies right. were going to get made. And yeah, wow. they famously were made and remade during the you know production. Did you um, see the Steve Jobs movie? Of course. Yeah. With uh, Fassbender? Yeah, I love it. Did you I see the Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher? I did. Didn't love that as much. <laughs> okay. I think he did. I a, just wanted to know how. I think he did an interesting job because he does look so much like him and he did a good job of, of kind of embodying mm-hmm. him. But mm-hmm. other than that, that movie's kind of a... a bore you know yeah. and it also didn't it didn't do anything new the steve jobs the uh uh oh god uh who directed steve jobs um oh i don't even know uh you know danny boyle directed oh, steve no jobs. yeah like so danny boyle's steve jobs was uh interesting you know it was unique and interesting right as danny boyle movies are the other one with uh kutcher was kind of uh not doing anything new. It was just telling the same story. That well, was I was told never going to see that one anyway. Before. I just wanted to know how deep into the Steve Jobs uh, biography stuff you would go. Have we have we watched Pirates of Silicon Valley together? No, but I have seen that. that. Oh, you've seen, seen that. Okay, yeah. right on. I actually like that. That's, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's like and a that, TV movie. But. And that movie was made uh, late '90s. He wasn't, uh, you know, fully ba- like they hadn't released anything new. He was just coming right. back to Apple at that point, but. You know, the iMac didn't exist, the iPod didn't exist, right, all the right. really big stuff didn't exist. Oh, so that how was how did we live? That was pre everything, you know. Yeah. Um, so that movie didn't encompass as much. It just encompassed those early years. Right. But yeah. Anyways. Well, this has been a nice little time traveling <laughs> uh, journey down. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of yeah. uh time travel. Yes. Because I know you love uh time travel movies. Uh it's one of your favorite things. Of course. Um, and I know you're aware. 
uh, that Back to the Future was Marty McFly was recast. Right. After several, was it weeks of shooting? Um, I think they had, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's an exact number uh, in my head that I can't think of, but yeah, it was weeks. It was, it was a, a huge majority of the Marty stuff oh, was yeah. already shot. And, and by, by association, a huge amount of the Doc Brown stuff was shot. So right, he had to come right. back and do it again with Michael J. Fox. Can't imagine. Uh, pretty weird. I wonder if that stuff, I mean, you can definitely see a lot of those clips on YouTube, but I wonder yeah. if the, that footage actually will ever be you know, released in any form. Well, that's kind of interesting to see those scenes because yeah. presumably they have entire scenes cut. Right, it's not just right, coverage. It's right. the entire portion of a movie. And it'll be a totally different take and yeah. change the tone and everything Weird, else. And that's right? kind of my point is, uh, what's obviously you wouldn't. <laughs> the guy Yeah, they, they Eric, cast uh, Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Stoltz. Yeah, thank you. So, who's very method and. He was a little dark and weird. Yeah, but, but what I wonder is, obviously you wouldn't trade Back to the Future. No. You know, your all-time of course. champion film. But but don't you wish, like, in a parallel universe, you could see what it was like just to kind of know? No. <laughs> you no. wouldn't even no, want to no, no. experience it in one, in one <laughs> sitting, ever. Uh, you mean the entire movie? Yeah. Um, eh, I, I mean, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see what they did shoot, but do I actually want to see... The whole movie. I mean, no, I no. There's, I don't have any. Who is the guy who plays his uh the dad, the young version of the dad? The well, you mean the dad? Yeah, Marty's dad. <laughs> um, Marty's dad is uh oh god, what's his name? The guy from Willard. Yeah, I'm I'm so terrible. I mean, it's all in my head, but you put you put me on the yeah, spot. Sorry, man. I'm gonna we'll edit all this out. Not have an answer well his name only, is crispin glover crispin and that, glover i didn't look that up ladies Freaking and weirdo. gentlemen i yeah. just had to take yeah, a second never actually pulled it up um, so i like him that's another he's thing nuts. that's kind of weird like he's sort of dark and weird yeah and maybe i don't but know he's i wonder an what actor, the so he did a great job <laughs> yeah being something else other than what he was but i wonder what the interplay with <laughs> Sorry, would have been like yeah anyway they they shot a lot of that i think um you can see some some clips on youtube of um of Stoltz and Glover at the uh, Cafe 50s bar. Right, um, right. Or at the diner, you know. So um, is it Cafe? It's not even Cafe 50s in the 50s. It was just the cafe. It's yeah. Cafe 50s yeah. in the 80s, and it's Cafe right. 80s in the 2000s. Yeah, there was no Cafe 20s. I don't think. Yeah, exactly. That's they really. They didn't do that yet. They didn't Nostalgia do that. Nostalgia was invented for the 50s, Kelly. That's what we've learned. That nothing. Yeah, that's true. And nobody, for some reason. Nobody's nostalgic about the 40s. That's our past no matter what. Like other things become our past in terms of other it's things. It's going to be two thousand one hundred and fifty-eight, and we're going to be thinking about yeah, the nineteen fifties. There are no eateries that are like, "Hey, come dine like the seventies or the 90s. Well, all right? Or am I wrong? I mean, no, you're not wrong. There's there's bars now with with uh with like uh, themes. Yeah, yeah, like you've got like arcade bars now, right, which I think right, is right, pretty right. cool. That's close for the. But 80s. you're right. The, in terms of the style, diners, diners are style. diners are fifties. Yeah. yeah, like that's Americana, and they will probably always be around. Yeah, in that Slice same of apple style. Pie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is kind of this is something I actually mentioned to you is just sort of alternate universe movies, movies that yep. were almost made, movies that you know you've heard about now that could have been made. Sure. And there's a bunch of these that I've thought about. I mean, in most cases, I wouldn't trade movies that I like and what you've got, but right. sometimes I am very, very curious. I mean, 
just a quick list to kind of rattle off here. Obviously, we know Casino Royale sort of rebooted the James Bond franchise. But since then, (laughs) Quentin Tarantino, fair or unfair, has sort of taken credit for that idea and said I was the one that gave the interview saying they should do Casino Royale. They've never done the original Bond adventure. But how he would have used Pierce Brosnan, who he really loved as Bond, Mm -hmm. and he would have set the movie in the 60s, which would have totally broken with the Bond timeline. And it would have been Pierce's last mission when he was kind of grizzled and Bond was sort of done instead of his first one. And I do think about that. I mean, obviously, that would have been a very Tarantino movie and different from any other bond but does yeah. seem like it would be pretty fucking any, cool. anything wrong with a, a brosnan bond movie is not brosnan or his fault yeah so I, I just i yeah i think that would have been great i agree really great Th- there's another one that i've thought about a lot uh which is nobody's fault obviously um but uh um Heath ledger passed away oh, after dark yeah. Knight. yeah and just reading a little bit they haven't really gone into great detail but just about how the joker was going to be a huge part of the third was movie. he really yeah oh, i didn't he know he was going to be instrumental even if it was almost like a uh hannibal lecter thing where he's behind bars in arkham that you know having probably an would have been cool i'm just you know dark knight rises is it suffers from some villain issues yeah so and there's no ending to that character it, yeah. you have this incredible play back and it forth just cuts off, yeah. and then he's just kind of hanging there and that's it yep um that's the end of it that's we've cool talked one, about yeah. this before in our will smith segments but uh you know he was the front oh, runner yeah. for the matrix yeah. which which changes everything i mean i don't necessarily even want to see that one but i imagine you probably don't have the same morpheus if he's the lead um not that this should matter but no. i just don't know that they I hire an african-american lead and mentor I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. I'm just saying in 1999, they might not. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the casting order of all of that was. Right. Um, that, that's definitely interesting. So I watched The Matrix the other day for the first time in a little while. I probably saw it a few years ago. Um, but I watched it with my nieces. Oh, nice. And uh, they had never seen it. And it's so good, man. Yeah, it's a great Oh, movie. my God, it's good. It's It's one of the best... It's in the top few sci-fi of all time, for yeah, sure. It's yeah, it's one of those things that's not even necessarily like subjectively one of my favorite things but when you know we talked about checking boxes yeah like what you yeah to me like that movie hits all the boxes for entertainment and all the action and all the visual stuff for pushing the element uh forward in terms of technology for the time uh, effects what we had never seen before so to me moving the arrow kind of moving the dial but then also it's so satisfying yeah it's just in every way i i wrote i took a religion world religion you know intro college class right. and i remember writing like that was kind of my reference i would reference out to the matrix oh really just for all because it has so many buddhist references i mean it has mythology references too and, and christianity right. and everything else and it's doing that on purpose but it really does pull from so many things it's a really philosophical movie in a lot of ways and you can just kind of think about that what's going on under the surface but at the same time there's guys jumping off of rooftops and doing kung fu and and so, it's <laughs> gorgeous the right. the quality of that movie yeah it's 20 years old this this you know month or this yeah, year I forget it's nuts it and it thing. and it all works together like you know the the intelligence of you know what's kind of going on in the subtext yeah works right along with sort of the ridiculous over-the-top great you know spectacle i don't know about all that i just like the bullets <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? The, I like it when the bullets slow down. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah. I like those slow bullets. Slow bullets. Rippling the air. And they fall. Well, I kind of covered Anyways, all these. Going the, back, the, yeah. the big one for me that always kind of 
pops into my head though that I'm very very curious about is Jurassic Park. Yeah, which I you know, I yeah. think that's the biggest one. When you asked me about this, I was like, yeah, Cameron's Jurassic Park is could is have definitely been so different. Answer. Yeah, and he was apparently minutes from getting the rights. Right, and Spielberg <clears> beat him to it mainly because he was friends with Crichton. Oh, is that right? Give him okay. give him a hint on when it was going to be done because they had talked about while Crichton was writing the book. Spielberg had been talking to him back and forth about how to do the movie. I mean, right. they'd wanted to do that for a long time. But when the rights came up, Cameron was going after it. And Cameron has since said, I wouldn't have done what he did. I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did because it became this adventure movie that families went to and very exciting and kind of the wonder and the awe of a Spielberg movie were yeah. there. Whereas Cameron was going to do God, a dark been, aliens ripping people to shreds, vicious, hard R. Vicious, yeah. yeah. But I'm also like very, very interested and curious to what that would have been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just, you know, I, I wouldn't trade Jurassic Park, but I'm super curious as to what that would have looked like. I think it really would have been genuinely terrifying. Yeah, that was the big one. I mean, Jurassic Park is uh, already for, I mean, in the in the era that it came out and it was already a little scary. You know what I mean? It, oh, it, yeah. It, 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 I was terrified. Yeah. I was like 10 yeah. when we saw that. I was exactly. terrified. But, you know. Really horrific dinosaur stuff. I don't know that we've ever seen that. Have we ever seen dinosaur horror, proper dinosaur horror? I'm going to say no. Yeah. So there you go. I feel like it would pop into my head. I mean, honestly, have we ever seen dinosaurs other than Jurassic Park or animation? Like, have we seen. Has anybody else copied? I mean, there's stop motion, old stuff. The dinosaur visual. Yeah, I guess uh, guess, uh, King Kong. Yeah, that's a good example. Um, Yeah. you know, one of the one of the bummers in my life was that I loved the uh, short story of Sound of Thunder, which is Ray Bradbury. Um, they made that movie like ten years ago. It's a very short story. It's like five pages or ten pages. Mm. Do you know that? You don't I, know that I don't story? Think I'm familiar with this one? So it's great because it's t- time related. But it, it uh, it's yeah, a, it's a it's basically a company that sells um uh, uh, uh tickets through a time portal to go back and hunt dinosaurs. I do, I do know about You're this. aware of it. I yeah, do know yeah. about this. And, and the story is so good, uh, even though it's short. And basically the idea is it's mixed in with the butterfly effect concept of, okay, we're this company. We're going to go with you. We've got hunters right. that go with you. But when you come out on the other side, you have to be standing on a uh, essentially a floating platform because if you step off of it and you break oh, anything, shit. you're going to ruin the universe, you know, the, the timeline. <laughs> yeah, this seems like, let's and do it. So, let's. but it, but it's a recreational company, you know? So <laughs> right. the point is, of be course, fun. like what you expect wrong? someone falls off the thing right. Right. and there's a lot of dinosaur stuff, you know, they're hunting T-Rexes, I think is the premise to awesome. it. Like you can go back, you can hunt one, you can kill one. Oh, but it, along with the butterfly effect thing, they have done pre-research, they've done research um, before the event on only being able to only kill dinosaurs that are about to die anyways. Ah, and they kill them at right. the exact moment that they were about to die. Wow. And so uh, then it plays out in that someone falls off and they escape back to present day and present day is all fucked up. Yeah. So it's a great, yeah. great story. But they made that movie a few years ago and I forget who was in it, but the, you know, obviously dinosaurs and the whole thing. Um, and I just, it, you know, it was terrible. It was really, really bad. <laughs> right. So that's a bummer. Right. But anyways, well, <laughs> maybe maybe one day they'll they'll give it another shot. Yeah, we're in the land of reboots now. Um, so. At uh, at uh, trivia last night, um, I brought this up, but uh, Shrek with Chris Farley um, as the Ooh. voice was I a didn't thing. Know anything about that? Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I only vaguely am aware of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they recorded that entire 
or the majority of that movie with Chris Farley. And then uh, obviously one of his close friends, uh, Mike Myers, when Chris Farley died, went and took over the job and, you know, did it. <laughs> Man, I did not know about that. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of swinging back around here because I mentioned James Bond before, but there's right. a ton of them with the Bond series just because it's been going on for oh, sure. years. But, you know, they wanted Timothy Dalton, who eventually became Bond, they wanted him when they got Roger Moore. Is that right? And he thought he was too young and wouldn't do it. And they brought in Roger Moore, who's actually older than Sean Connery, which is really weird. Right. Because he starts off after Connery was essentially like, well, I'm too old. And then they bring in somebody and he who's was already older. older. <laughs> and then he goes on for like 12 years, and he's super old by the end of his run, if he you've just, ever watched those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he can barely get up and down like stairs. And, and Vito Akel. <laughs> yeah. yeah what do you say? He said, I knew I'd stayed a little too long when my love interest's mother showed up, and she was 10 years younger than me. Right. Made me feel uncomfortable. Right. But so then they bring in Timothy Dalton. Well, then after Roger Moore, they wanted Pierce Brosnan. Right. They couldn't get and him out of his Remington uh, Steel Remington contract. Yeah, yeah. So then they go back to Timothy Dalton, use him then. Then when Timothy Dalton's run ends, then they bring in Pierce Brosnan. So they kept going back to the guy they had wanted before and so couldn't weird. get it. But they actually had a apparently a fully written script for a third Timothy Dalton movie, Bond oh, movie. He'd only yeah. done two. I am vaguely and, aware of this. Oh, man. This thing had – it would have been 93. Okay. And they would have come sure. out with this thing. That was when it was slated for. And this thing had robot – Terminator assassins really? in it. We would have had Holy a early shit. 90s robot Terminator assassin versus Bond movie. And I have no idea. I mean, that could have been a train wreck. That could have been great. But I'm super curious ever since reading about this that we That's could have very gotten. interesting. Because if you think about it, like, we were right. It's prime time for, like, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but for robots. You know what I mean? Like, we were in the <laughs> early 90s, and it was like, we were just starting to do, you know, Terminator 2 would come out. You know what I mean? We were on the way to the Matrix. Yeah. Like, we were doing, you know what I mean? Like, robots were in? Is that a thing? I mean, I guess they still are, but it couldn't have really been done before. You know, no one would have really taken it seriously. Right. But if you had, like, an assassin that looked like a human that was a robot, I feel like in the 90s, we would have been like, yeah, yeah, they can do that. You know what I mean? They can, they got the technology. Yeah. So, anyway, that's that my last very one cool. I wanted to, wanted to mention. Well, so speaking of Bond and, and people playing Bond, um, are you aware of the guy uh, the, that is rumored uh, to be the next guy? <laughs> Richard Richard uh, Madden. Are you familiar with him? I don't think I am. So, have you oh, heard of The Bodyguard? I, I, ha- <laughs> I have seen. I'm not familiar with him, but I have heard this is somebody they're leaning towards. Yeah, so... And did I know you, Bodyguard's supposed to be really great. I, so I, I binged The Bodyguard uh, a week or two ago. And it's a BBC short, you know, series, so it's not very many episodes. Right. Um, check that out. That is an awesome, awesome show. And watching it, he's very, I think he's Scottish. I, I should know that better. Yeah. But yeah, he he's very Scottish. He's got a thick accent. Right. Um, I would imagine that he could play any variety of, you know, British accent if he needed right, to. Right. I'm, I'm they all can. They all can. Yeah, I'm assuming Europe, they, they all know what accents. each other sounds like but um but he he's he's a little rough through some of it he plays a bodyguard you know a private bodyguard to like a, a, a politician right but um the point is i can see it i can absolutely see it and he's the first person that i've i've spent the time you know looking at and right. thinking of okay so if he just had you know a little bit better outfit and cleaner you know kind of uh, you know face facial right. hair and right. you know or not as much and then uh you know maybe some slicked hair that kind of stuff could he be it and he strikes me as it um after watching bodyguard well that's but good I don't to know hear that he'll i don't know that he'll get the job but do you know how tall he is Ooh, that's a good question let's look it up 
I have long really, w- and I've made my piece that this isn't going to happen, but really wish that Michael Fassbender could play. 5'10". Bond. So he's, what are you, 5'11"? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually 5'11 and three quarters, Kelly. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I've never quite cracked the six foot mark, but okay. I like to list myself sure, as six sure, feet sure. tall. Well, I'm like 5'9 and a half, so that's, uh, right. that's, right. that's about right. He's obviously not very tall looking right. at, at that um but he but, but he ain't Tom Cruise we, either. We we know that oh. we know that Daniel Craig is very short. Right. Daniel Craig's right. like five and eight. blonde. So Which I, I think Craig's a, been amazing. We're but looking I still at a picture like of Richard right. Madden in a suit right now. Um he looks pretty good. If he Dude, just didn't have that facial hair and the hair was slightly different. I mean, look at this one. Listen, he look was, at that he one. was the Stark brother. That's yeah, Bond. He looks good. I know. We we didn't see him that much in Game of Thrones. Right. He was the Stark brother that went down. That's when it first popped into my head that I was like, Oh, he was the Stark right. brother from the Red Wedding. That's what everybody's referencing, but we he didn't actually get to act much in yeah, that. Yeah, he wasn't in much of that. In this, uh, he's so great, and um, oh man, and it's obviously present day, and it's yeah, London right. and everything. You're pulling up pictures, he does look... Uh, I just, I'm on board. Yeah. I just He just needs to shave. Obviously, right. he's got this little scruff. I don't think they'll have a bond with the scruff. And it's kind of baby scruff, you know? It's not Harrison... For oh, here's some shaved, shaved face. Yeah, Although that go. he looks a little plastic there, but we'll see. I, I don't know. There's something about him uh, in the show. This is more what he looks like in The Bodyguard. Right. And he kind of looks like a kid there. Yeah, he, looks, he definitely looks young. But let's talk about that. We need someone young, right? If you want to wanna run with him for a long time, I, you definitely I think we do. do. I think we're ready for a, you know whatever he is. He's probably 30 or something like that. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we're, we're deep diving now in the James Bond thing, but he's since, 32. since we're here, yeah. So he would be one of the youngest ones yeah, to I, start I'm on up. board. We need that. And that's what's strange about, when I look back on it, and I'm, I, I really enjoyed the Craig run, but um, it's weird that for the first time ever they rebooted and they said, we're going to do a first mission for Bond, like a first adventure. We're going to go back to the original book and we're going to start this Bond out. So they, they rebooted the whole thing. And then within two movies, they had Craig as this old sort of grizzled agent. Remember Skyfall, they said, this is a young man's game. They really out of it. went far very Yeah, quickly. and we had had Bonds that were in six or seven movies. This guy's in his third one and they're like, you're really too old for this. It was really strange that's the way they decided to go with Craig. Yeah, and it almost seems like if they were gonna go that route, they would have gone with somebody even younger than Craig. I right. Mean, again, I, I think that run's been fine, but now I'm not even sure if I want them. I don't know what they're gonna do now, man. If they just start rebooting it with each one, then they're kind of the same as Batman and everything else. The one thing that made that series unique to me is that Bond always exists in the present, the contemporary at mm-hmm. all times, and he just kind of continues on. He's almost like a a time lord, you know, that just kind of flows sure. through. He's he's the he's the uh, hero for every generation in a little bit of a different way, right? Or the anti-hero, I guess, a little bit. Right. Um, so now I'm not really sure what they're going to do. And that's to say nothing about this guy. He looks like he'd be great in it. But yeah. if they do go young again, I wonder if they'll just start it all over again and then we'll just have an endless beginning well, each I, time, which I, I don't really I think, want. Uh, I think all we can hope is that they um, – they ask our opinions. Give us, yeah. They <laughs> listen to this podcast. They give us the courtesy of not making one big, you know, arcing story, and just give us some missions. You know, give us yeah. some fun missions. Yeah, different episodic, thing each time. Yeah. independent. I mean, just that's all we want is, yeah. you know, just yeah, send them sure. on a real mission for sure. God damn yeah. it! <laughs> Email us with your favorite mission ideas. Wikipedia says he's five nine, so he's you know whatever, but. Yeah. Well, he They've looks been happy dealing in with that picture. He's a happy guy. I don't know. Anyways. Well, I like it. Richard Madden. 
Um, yep. There you go. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? Um, there's a million things. Um, so, uh, real quickly, uh, Apple TV plus was announced a couple of days ago. So we got, we got some new shows to rattle through them, uh, coming up. Spielberg is, uh, partnering with Apple, uh, which is a streaming service, even though he doesn't like streaming. Service. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even want to touch what this right a weirdo. now. Weirdo. Yeah. Um, God, I hope he listens to this. So <laughs> rich, successful people. All um, right. Spielberg is doing a new series of amazing stories. So we talked a little bit about that. So right. that's cool. We got that it's coming fun. up. Um, Reese, Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and Steve Carell are in, in a new show called Morning Show. Easy for you to say. Um, Jason Momoa and Alfred Woodard are in a show called C. Camille Nanjiani has a show called Little America. Then you got Sesame Street coming in. Big Bird and Cody are doing a show called Helpsters for Kids. J.J. Abrams and Sarah Bareilles is, are doing a show called Little Voice. So these are like the, the, the shows that we're going to expect from Apple in a few months. Hmm. The point that I want to get to is just that, oh, and then Oprah is also doing some documentaries, um, some different, uh, like one is a, a doc feature and then one is a doc series. Well, good for her. Yeah, and all, the point is all of this happened at, a, at an event and it was so weird. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I mean, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen Apple do. They had everybody go up and just talk about everything conceptually with no real details. They would give kind of weird yeah, it was just very, very, very odd and super vague, and uh, nothing made sense. They barely even played any footage from it. They didn't have any logos or title cards or this is this show and this is this show. They just had people go up and say, this is a show about love, and this is a show about people who are struggling, and blah, 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 and you're just like, there are no Jeez. details there. That's all yeah. just, what are you yeah. talking about? It was extremely weird. And all that that makes me think is either Apple is completely out of touch and they thought all of that would would land as kind of a different approach in presenting all of this stuff. Right. So, And that's probably what happened is that they just were trying to do something different instead of just throwing out a bunch of teaser trailers and right, going, hey, right. new stuff coming from Apple, which is probably what they should have done. Um, or they needed to announce this, but they don't, like, maybe the production... <laughs> is not as far along as they need it to be. You know, we're under the impression that a lot of these shows are already shot, but maybe like none of them are shot yet. Right, I don't yeah. know. And then and then that brings up the point of if they aren't like done yet, how can you un- how can you go up there and say how great they are and check these <laughs> out? I mean, isn't that the era we're in now though? Like you, we put the cart before the horse. I that mean, is so if weird. If you think about it like the whole I mean, how about I know we you make had it to be if it's good. Right, of course, but you had to be uh, optimistic, you had to be bold in your thinking to do this whole Marvel Universe stuff, but that was this 10-year idea yeah. of all these movies, and they kind of just put that out there. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, Before and, they started the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they didn't have an event where they went, here are true, the 20 movies true. that we're going to make, and they're hey, all about loss, but you and know they're who all did. about blah, blah, blah. You know who did, Kelly? Yeah. JFK. <laughs> Remember when he announced we were going to the moon? And we didn't know if we yep, could. I was there. You remember that? <laughs> Same thing Apple's trying to do. Same relevancy. It 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 it, it, it is exactly right. Stumped him. That you you bring that up because <laughs> that's what Apple thinks of themselves. Yes. yes. And that's horrific because yeah. they're not 
going to be that special. This content is, there's no way it's going to be that special. Right. Not to mention that HBO cuts the best short promos. Anytime you see a promo for upcoming like HBO shows, you're just like, oh my God, this yeah, is the coolest thing ever. They're the music good. and the cutting and everything. And like the one little compilation video that Apple showed of all these shows was a really boring. Right. I mean, relative to what you're expecting, you're they're right. putting it on such a pedestal with this event. And you're just like, I don't know. I don't, well, I don't think it's going to last. It's Anyways. nice to know that, uh, you know, people yeah. in high places grew up just like we do. Right. That That's is my great. take on that. Cool. It makes me feel better. Sell your Apple stock. It makes me feel better. <laughs> Get rid of it now, guys. Dump um, it. So, uh, we should make a correction about the Bradley Cooper Gaga thing because that was weeks ago. But of course, uh, you know, uh, my mom texted me immediately. Right. It's like, uh, no, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> right. So, uh, the, the, point is that bradley cooper and gaga we were talking about their relationships oh my god what is this podcast we're doing right anyways we were bradley cooper uh has been with his girlfriend for four years they are not married but they have a two-year-old baby gaga did call off her engagement after the golden globes happened and after he was sitting with her so um so she is single (laughs) and cooper is in a relationship not married right Uh, okay I think what we got here is a Vicky Cristina Barcelona thing going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I the first one that starts this rumor? Oh, let's watch that movie. <laughs> I love yeah. that movie so much. It's a good one. Good one. Anyways. All right. Well, I'm um, glad we've corrected that. Yep. Uh, that's so a please correction. please stop emailing us and tweeting us about this, honestly. <laughs> no that's one has not what it's us for. Or tweeted us. Yeah, that's not what it's for. <laughs> Fans, seriously, that's we're good. glad you're tuning in. Um, Idris Elba replaced Will Smith in Suicide, The Suicide Squad. That was news. It was. That's interesting. Yeah. And The Suicide Squad is now a completely new reboot, right? It's not a sequel. Well, yeah, I've got this link here to an article, which I'm not going to read, but it was, uh, (laughs) meaning I'm not going to read on air, but no one will. um, It is is supposed to be a reboot. They're using a lot of the same cast, I guess, minus Will Smith. But um, we're in a weird world. James Gunn is set to direct it. And in other James Gunn news, he was just rehired for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So that's cool. Yeah, but right really, ship really weird stuff going on over there. And I and I, I think anytime we see bad stuff, like Suicide Squad was pretty bad, yeah. um, all that we can ask is that the companies just kind of change direction real quick. Like, don't keep doing it. Yeah. Don't keep putting Zack Snyder, you know, in front of your DC properties. Just, you know, get rid of him. And they kind of have done that. And so I think that, they're probably making the right decisions here, but uh, you know, beforehand, we're definitely looking at a lot but, you of know, weird, weird they, stuff. They used to wait for the smoke to clear when they had a, <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd have properties. There's no time, Patrick. There's no time. But that's what's interesting with, with the comic book world. It's an immediate reboot because they know yeah. that they just give confidence in the property. Anything else they go for, even if it's a good idea, something goes wrong. Right. That thing's not going forward. You know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of, I think, what we've lost out on in sort of the Marvel Universe era is that stuff will come back around immediately, even if it's Batman or something in the DC world where they keep getting it wrong, right. know, or they or they keep saying, we've gotten that wrong, we've gotten that wrong. They'll keep bringing that back immediately. But the other properties, you know, anything they're trying to do that's a little bit new, even if it's like, well, I don't know, even if it's like one that they're rebooting with, with uh, an all-female cast or something like they did with right. Ghostbusters, where now they're coming back to the original Ghostbusters cast. You know what I mean? Right Again, after. course correcting, they just are going, all right, we're going to forget about that other thing right. and we're going to make what we now think, you know, works. Yeah. So uh, as with true fashion, we have our Will Smith segment. Um, we, My favorite segment. Well, so have you caught any of his bucket list episodes? Only the skydiving 
uh, yeah, that was fun. Original one, which was fun. Episode actually. two was swimming with sharks. That was pretty fun. Uh, episode three was doing stand up comedy. Uh, Whoa, which was fun. Probably be the most interesting. Um, that and one. episode four, I haven't watched. I forget if it's up yet. But he's going to Cuba, doing something in Cuba. I forget what. But oh, they're okay. thoroughly enjoyable. <laughs> like I really enjoy them a lot. Um, it and, is a uh, funny idea. Ch- check out those episodes because. Um, it's just it's just good fun. Um, they're doing a contest right now with Omaze. Have you ever contributed to an Omaze um, contest? Absolutely not. Okay, so Omaze does these contests for big, usually related to big movies. They did a lot of them related to Star Wars when the these recent Star Wars movies oh, right have on. come out. But um, in this case, it's a contest where all donations go to the Boys and Girls Club. And in this case, it is you and a friend come out and hang out on the set of Bad Boys 3. In Miami. Um, bad Boys 4 Life. Yeah, not to be confused with Bad Boys 4. Bad Boys it's 3. Bad Boys, bad boys three, 4 Life. Bad Boys 4 Life. Okay, got it. Nailed it. Um, but I contributed, so if oh, I nice. win, um, we'll take you. We're going? We're going. Oh, man, this is going to be great. <laughs> I think they're probably already okay. doing the, the, the drawings. but So uh, we're announcing now we're taking a trip to the last blockbuster, <laughs> and we're going to the Bad Boys we're going 4 to bad Life, boys, Bad Boys what 3. What was funny was as set. soon as Will Smith posted the video saying, hey, we're doing a thing with Omaze and contribute here. Um, one of the top comments on that video was uh, Ryan Reynolds going, I'll go. <laughs> I'll <do it. laughs> I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? Yeah, exactly. Who wouldn't? So, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's cool. We got a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening on May 31st. That's People are soon. losing their minds. I'm very excited. But so they've course, already sold out like they did, did like a. Go. Right yeah, away, you know, it'll be a nightmare. Nightmare, uh, exactly. That is the, the word. <laughs> you kind of just gotta w- wait it out. I'll give it a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, man, it is it's crazy. Not going anywhere? Like, I want to go so anywhere. bad, but I'm also yeah. It's just gonna be a well, nightmare. Well, I think Lee and Adrian might be might be going. Um, I, yeah, I gotta, we're going to talk to them this week and find they're out what so their cool. plan is. I want to yeah. be like them when I grow up. <laughs> but for now, I'm not going. For now, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going. Anyway, what what have you watched? What um, have you watched? Yeah, so let's talk about stuff we watched. Did you see Captain Marvel? I did. What'd you think? I did. I thought it was fine. Yep. I, I expected a little more in its own single movie. I expected sure. a little more of a connection or how it was going to connect to everything else. Um, and they've saved that. We don't really know exactly. I yeah. mean, you have ideas, but I just mean like there wasn't a direct line. But as just an adventure, it was enjoyable. It was yep. kind of the same as all the other ones. I yep. liked it and I didn't dislike it. And now I don't care. That is the correct That's answer. Immediately, you stop caring. Yep. Um, right when I left. Did you... Uh, well, I mean, how great is uh, Sam Jackson, 90s Sam Jackson? Yeah. I think that, that's real solid. And that's... We've kind of talked about this off the pod a little bit, but... Um, it's one of my favorite things that CG can do. Yep. I get angry at how much They're CG there is. I, you know, I get mad that they don't do other practical stuff, but this is the thing now where you can have these actors... And they can sort of... If there needs to be flashbacks, you yeah. know what I mean, or something like that, you can have them younger... You know, it's doable and believable, and I think that's pretty cool to have one actor able to play a full life story if they want to, just sort of altering their face. And I, I really, really, really do think that um, they need to just keep doing it, do it all the time with everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Because we have so many actors that are probably not taking work. Yeah. Because they aren't fitting into. Uh, 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 I mean, and granted, I don't know how they would allow such technology to be used outside of this specific story because basically, he's already part of the world as a as a as his current age, right? And they just needed to go back. You know, what about putting 
you know, a, a young Pacino in, you know, a movie unrelated to another Pacino, you know, 70s movie. I mean, w- what stops them from doing that? Um, it'll be interesting to see whether there is co- any completely detached stories that will be told with a young version of an actor using the old version of the actor to play yeah, the part. And you're I, into I don't a, know that it'll happen. You're into a weird cool. area there, too, because you, you've constantly got new young actors coming in and breaking through. Right. So if you're why, staying why with older taking, ones that we love, yeah. as younger, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but it's it's interesting. It's almost like... Um, to kind of use a sports reference as medicine and everything, it's better and better. And athletes keep playing longer and longer. Oh, right. It's a strange thing where it's like the next crops are still coming in every year. Right. It doesn't so, stop the, yeah. the new ones coming up. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different than when it used to be like, well, people used to I be would argue windows. that there are more uh, creative outlets for actors and filmmakers now. That's true. So there's more content now. So having, you know, more variety of ways of getting your talent is probably not a bad we thing. We are in the era of more. That's for it sure. It is the era of more. Um, did you see any of the Kill Bills at uh, the New Bev? I did not see any of the Kill Bills at the New Bev. I've actually, I haven't been to the theater much. I've been oh. under the weather for a couple days. In fact, I, I was trying to go what see are you talking us. About? The weather's great. <laughs> yeah. The, for the, beautiful yeah, out. Finally great again. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to go see us, my buddies Chance and Sienna. Shout out to those two. Yeah, they I haven't it seen it movie. yet either. Um, and I I've just missed out this week. But well, I couldn't I get off go. the couch. But right. being... At the basically at home, right? Uh, Would you watch throughout the weekend and the week? I did uh, kind of just kind of plow through some stuff with my movie watching buddy Madison, our dog. Yeah. So shout out to Madison. Um, but um, I actually what with Jess with my girlfriend. I watched Isn't It Romantic? I did see that one. Oh, I didn't see that. Which is actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, 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 because sure. it it really makes fun. I mean, it it lives in that world, but it makes fun of sort of all the tropes, right? You know that you've you're used to with those kinds of movies. Uh, when St. Patty's kind of rolled through, I watched an incredibly depressing movie called Angela's Ashes. I don't oh. know if you've ever seen that one. <laughs> I'm aware of it. I've Maybe never seen it. Yeah. want to just jump uh, off okay. a building. So I don't <laughs> recommend that one at all. But I also went back and rewatched, for the first time, I'm sure, in 20 years, Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. I've only seen it the once. It's really weird to revisit that era and think about what an impact um, like Pulp Fiction had on all movies uh-huh. at that point. Uh-huh. How everything had what to be like Boondock? gangster and hardcore. It was 99. Okay. So we were starting to transition out. But all that kind of late yeah. 90s stuff that was trying to do their best Tarantino and you know right. Im- imitation that's kind of what I what I take from that what I feel from that um, I watched uh, on streaming I don't feel at home in this world anymore I love that one um, yeah which I enjoyed too I'm not sure what I felt about the ending I don't know it, it to me it just didn't quite all work but I liked everything interesting yeah no that. I enjoyed that movie that's uh, yeah um, Annihilation. I finally went how'd you like it through and saw I, I really enjoyed Annihilation man it uh, I'm glad it hear that because a lot of people didn't i dug it i I had read the book but ultimately i just think it's really well made right and i think it's just different than a lot of things so i'm i'm on board just because it's different well i dug it um there's a documentary i watched uh called hitchcock truffaut which is based on that famous interview that truffaut interviewed at hitchcock on every one of his movies okay a lot of film schools they make you read that i've still got the book but right really cool documentary particularly the parts on psycho and vertigo oh, and vertigo yeah. has never quite worked for me i know a lot of people name it as like the greatest movie of all vertigo. time yeah I, it's always bothered me that i i'm just like man i just don't get it and this documentary there's like a 15 minute segment on it and it's still not it's not my kind of movie 
But it was very interesting, and all the things I've read and all the times I've watched that movie and I've watched commentaries and stuff, nothing's really clicked with me. And this documentary, Hitchcock Truffaut, had a segment on Vertigo, and they're interviewing all these other directors, David Fincher, Mm -hmm. Spielberg, all these people, Martin Scorsese. And it was super interesting, man, because just that segment on Vertigo made it worth watching that whole documentary to me because it it makes sense to me, kind of what people's take is on that movie, Mm -hmm. even if I don't agree with it now. And it never had before. Um, and the only other one that I was going to uh, mention here, I went and saw The Wedding Guest. Do you know about that one? No. It's the one. It's got the the lead, the actor from, I always think of him from Slumdog Millionaire. Um, Dev Patel? Yeah, Dev Patel. And uh, he's essentially sent in to kidnap a woman who's being forced into a marriage. Mm. And, and they escape into India. And um, essentially then because someone was killed in the kidnapping, she now, she still wants to get away. He was mm-hmm. hired to kidnap her by her lover, mm-hmm. but now her lover doesn't want to be involved because there's a murder and they'd have to be on the run. And it's pretty interesting, man. Then there becomes kind of a sort of a romantic angle between he and the girl he's kidnapped. Yeah. And what are they going to do? Are they on the run? It's it's a pretty interesting movie. It was a little. It was a little strange. It was unusual. Say the name again. It's called The Wedding Guest. Interesting. Yeah, um, I'll have to so, check that out. Yeah, I like him. Check it out if yeah. you get a chance. Pretty cool. Um, I watched a couple that are callbacks from previous episodes. So I'm oh, trying nice. to do that anytime there's something that I sounds interesting that I haven't seen. Right. So like right. Quiz Show. I yeah. Know that our buddy Tyler was like, watch Quiz Show. And yeah. It's like all right. Yeah. Um, and I watched Quiz Show, and that's kind of a long uh, slog of a movie. Uh, you know, it's Robert it's, Redford it's direct, slow, yeah, slowly told, which is you know right. appropriate for Oscar movies like it, <laughs> right? Um, right. But well, um, what was your take? Uh, I enjoyed it. It was very interesting. It was a story I had never heard before, so it was, if nothing else, informative. Um, it uh, you know it's based on this guy Charles Van Doren, who um, you know essentially was part of all this Quiz Show cheating. All right. Um, and he's still alive. <laughs> Is he really? 93. Oh yeah. my God. Did Pretty he go crazy. to jail? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think, I, I did look it up, but I don't think charges were filed against huh. him because he didn't, he, um, I think the premise is that he either lied very well or was just simply not a part of as much a part of the cheating as a lot of other people because right. he was just very brilliant. He right. didn't need to cheat sort of or something like that. Um, anyways, right. I'm already forgetting it, but anyways, that was interesting. And I watched the witches of Eastwick, which was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great, what a fucking a movie. Great time watching that. And, uh, the, the funny part is that, uh, three beautiful women actresses in oh, that yeah. movie. And th- they're just at the top of their game. Like it just, they're everything's they're fire. Great. And, and, and obviously Jack Nicholson is just doing his <laughs> Jack thing in the best way possible. Right. Playing and the devil. Exactly. And uh, uh, Susan Sarandon was 40 when they made that movie. Cher was 40 when they made the movie. And Michelle Pfeiffer was 28 when they made that movie. Whoa. It's really setting her apart. And, uh, and I would not have she had, that. she was the one with like multiple kids in the movie. She yeah. had like a bunch of kids, yeah. like five kids. She could not get pregnant. <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, and another funny connection I was reading when I was looking at the IMDb is that the screenplay credit for Witches of Eastwick is a Michael Christopher wrote it. Um, and he was, or he is, uh, one of the main characters in Mr. Robot right now. Do you watch Mr. Robot? Oh, no, that's one I've never gotten. Well, Mr. Robot's great, but he's one of the main characters in that. And, and we also like, that's what he looks like now. Um, but guess what you also know him from? (laughs) 
Oh God! He's in the van in yep, Die Hard with yep, a Vengeance. I know, I recognized him. <laughs> I know he's chewing he's, on his glasses. He's chewing on his glasses. Yep, that's the one. Isn't that funny? I was oh. like, oh, what a weird credit. The best scene. So from he's Die a Hard he's a writer, but he um, name Gruber ring any bells? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Simon. That's something, Simon. Uh, anyways, weird weird wow, connections, what we, right? What, wasn't that wasn't Witches of Eastwick? Weren't you just like the whole time? the hell is going on it was great but like in a great way oh, just it, like what the hell is going thoroughly, on in this movie really enjoyed it. what are they doing um it's it, that is a nutty nutty movie nicholson and, as a womanizing satan right is right i don't know why it's so funny but it's hysterical oh it is like it's and great it, it's one of i think i mean he's obviously done so many great things but it's probably one of the most fun movies i've ever seen him do because yeah. oh, yeah. even when you talk about like the joker that's very enjoyable, but it's also specific, and he's such a an overt villain to yeah. you know the Batman that you love, and it's Tim Burton's to, right. You know, it's him embodying but a Tim Burton. This thing. is like so fun, like because they just you're, said, go, you're Jack, rooting go. for his craziness for sure, and maybe not as much in the end, but yeah, uh, yeah really, Jim, really good, Eastwood, really check good. it out. Well, the one spot of time in Hollywood trailer dropped, and um, there have been a lot of criticism about the posters that they're kind of huh. silly. Um, really? But uh, yeah, they kind of look, I don't know, a lot of people are are bagging on them, but they there's also talk of that maybe they are a part of a bigger marketing campaign that we right. just don't understand right now. Right. Um, because they're kind of corny. Maybe Apple's behind um, it. Yeah, right. Did you check out the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood website? No, I did not. Check this shit out. It's very cool. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so we're in an office. Oh, wow. I don't know why it's loading that way. You're supposed to be able to see the keys, but see how it says type something. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that, and I'm not typing those letters, but <laughs> it's writing the first page of the script of the movie. So right you now. start typing, and Tarantino's words from the script. Yep. Start typing out on this typewriter, Correct. which you can hear. I assume everyone can hear yeah. right now. Weird. Weird, right? It's not as good as the Space Jam website, but I like it, which is still <laughs> fair, up, fair enough. But I still like it. That's man, that is really strange. Very weird. Anyways, huh. okay. Well, that's something. Yep, that is check something that, out, that happened this week. Go, go check um, it out. So uh, the new Bev uh, schedule is up for April, or the calendar is yeah. up for April. Yeah. Uh, do you want to see Magnolia on the eighth? I don't know well, if you're free, but if, if I'm free, I would see Magnolia. I just happened to be available that day, and I I, I got haven't a couple actually of seen that. Uh, well, probably I have seen it since it came out, but I haven't seen that. It in feels years, to years, me years. like I haven't seen it in so long that I should see it uh, right. in that theater because I think right. that'd be fun. I wonder what um, my take would be of that now. Yeah, I mean, I'd be down. I figure that's that's how you find out. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You got to do it. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to revisit God Godzilla, man telling you that's the only way you'll know so a couple of uh, this is kind of a miscellaneous thing but remember how we talked about apollo 11 yeah um i love that movie so much but i i heard uh, todd douglas miller who was the director editor of it on kcrw the other day and he said a couple of things that i wrote down one is that there's a nine day cut of the film where they linked together every piece of footage and audio from uh, the Apollo 11 mission and the days leading up to oh it and everything. God. Um, every uh, headset in mission control of someone that was important or talking 
actively was recorded separately, which is a pretty big deal to separate um, recording, you know, tracks right. on, on a multi-track. So it's uh, essentially tape decks or multiple tape decks. I don't know how it all works. Um, sorry, Dad. <laughs> and then two, two times 30-track recordings. So he had 60 individual isolated tracks of audio all the time, meaning like 24 yeah. hours a day, all these mics on people's headsets were plugged Jesus. in. Um, there was no time code and there was no way to synchronize it. So they had to bring in lip readers to <laughs> just read, you know, oh. to, to sync with, uh, with the film that they had. What a thing. Um, I just think that this movie is such an amazing thing. Um, because we talk about like achievement in film right? and, uh, you see how they spend $300 million to make a Marvel movie and you see what right. they do. But I think like this is some of the highest achievement in filmmaking is this documentary just in terms of getting yeah, everything agree. in one place um I so i can't recommend it enough it's still playing i think not in imax but it's still playing in a lot of theaters um just a regular projection so right uh, check it out if you get a chance and that a lot of those i mean this is not exactly the same thing but a lot of those elements that you mentioned are the same reason i still want to see um they shall not grow old Oh yeah, you got to see that. But you know, we've already talked about that. It'll before, probably be available on streaming yeah. soon. You know what I mean? That's another one that's um, supposed to be incredible. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, man, <laughs> fantastic uh, to talk about. We've covered it all. Honestly, yeah. I, I mean, I would. I know you really want to jump into that uh, Amazon Lord of the Rings show, but I don't think we have time. <laughs> There's just so we'll time. save that for, uh, for next the time. next episode. Yep. That's yeah. Yep. Anyway, apologies to Matt and Damon kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> Thanks for checking in everybody and uh, you know, have fun storming the castle. All right, buddy. See you later. <laughs>